church and uh, just having a good time uh, back there today. And so I'm so thankful for that. Thankful for that. All those things, Dixon? We enjoyed it. <laughs> Light was blinding me. I didn't turn the mic on today. Sorry, Brother Chris. I just did. Uh, it's all good. If you can't hear me, I'll speak up a little bit. We have 1 John uh, chapter 1 today, and I'll turn this on. And of course, I won't stay up here, but I'll still turn it on. Uh, I could turn it around. Uh, uh, chapter First uh, John chapter one. We're going to go back to that. Had a couple of uh, weeks of uh, different here today, but I, the Lord just really impressed on me, and and uh, I sure do. I just thank the Lord that He does that because you know what? And and I used to get scared when the Lord would uh, change some things up, but you know what? I serve a living Savior. I serve a risen Savior that is not uh, routine, that is not uh, just by the book. I can't predict Him. I don't tell Him what to do. I don't tell Him what to say. I don't tell Him where to go. He tells me what to do and what to say and, and where to go and how to be. And, and I want to be the first one to tell you that I don't always uh, follow and I don't always listen and I don't always do what He's called and told me to do. But you know what? He's always there. He's always there, and, he, and as Chris sang today, as the song sings today, and I know, and, and you know what? Somebody loves me. Some, somebody's hearing me. Somebody's answering my prayer. Somebody, is, uh, isn't he? Isn't that? Aren't they? Isn't they? Aren't they? First John chapter one. As we go there, we're gonna go here first. We're gonna go to the Lord, Heavenly Father. Thank you so much that I know who somebody is. And that you know that I'm somebody and not just anybody. I might have started out as a whosoever. Oh, but you've got so much more in store for me. Oh, you've got so much more in store for your children. If my parents loved me this much and brought me this for, how much more does my heavenly father have for me? I haven't even seen the things that you've got. I'm so excited, Lord. It's, it's encouraging to know that you're ever-changing, ever-evolving, but you never change and you never evolve. What about that? How do we explain it? I, you know what? By faith. By faith. That's how I explain it. I know that when I take a step, you're with me. Oh, that when I look around, you're beside me. When I look away, you're calling. Thank you so much for being so kind and understanding. But Holy Spirit, I need you to come today and we need you to speak loud and clear in this congregation today for without you, there is no, there is no revelation. Without you, there is no inspiration for the Word is inspired by you. Revelation comes through you. The Bible teaches us that Holy Spirit teaches us all truth. I can't teach myself anything. I can't learn any truth without you, Holy Spirit. Pour out your Spirit. Pour out your truth on us today. That we may know you in a fuller, broader sense. You've already revealed something to me this morning. I can't wait to share it. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I wanted to go, like I said, uh, 1 John 1, 9, the Bible says, and we'll start in chapter 1, verse 1, uh, that which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon, and our hands have handled the word of life. For this life was manifest that we've seen it and bear witness and show it unto you eternal life which the Father has 
manifested with us. Now John in his day was dealing with some people who were saying that Jesus couldn't have been God in the flesh. He could come, but He could only come in the Spirit. He couldn't have come in the flesh because everything that has been touched this earth is corrupted and is now evil. So there was one, one kind of just a touch of what was John was dealing with in that day. And then another aspect of that, it kind of evolved over time. It said, well, you know what? He could have been flesh and he could have been spirit, but the, the spirit and the flesh had to be separated. So when Jesus was baptized and he brought back up and the dove ascended, the Holy Spirit ascended on him. When it got time for him to go to the cross, the Holy Spirit left him and he went up on a high mountain and he watched from the Mount of Olives down over onto the Golgotha. He watched his body get crucified with his disciples. That's why they wasn't there. And they watched his crucifixion happen and the body was destroyed, but the spirit was not contaminated or defiled. But I'm going to tell you something today, folks. Our God ain't defiled by this earth. Our God ain't defiled by your words. And he's not defiled by my actions. He's not defiled. He is the holiest of holies. He is above all, all powerful. He's not defiled by that. So these are some of the things that God, uh, that John, John was uh, really that God was dealing with. Now we're dealing with some things in our culture and our society today too. Just because someone thinks this in 2023 about the Word of God, it doesn't make it so. There's not a 2023 revised version of the Word of God. The Word of God, it says here, was plainly from the beginning and will always be. There's not a revised version. Uh, just because uh, the, the world says this, God says this, we don't take the world's point of view on that. That's a sermon for a different day, but we'll talk about that. But he says, so John's dealing with that. He's combating that right now. We combat it in our own life. And, and uh, he, he gave me three words. He gave me a sermon, but I don't think we're going to go there. He gave me three words. Fellowship, freedom, and foundation. Fellowship, freedom, and foundation. What John says right here, he says, you know what? I've had a relationship with him. I've seen him. I've heard him. I've touched him. I've leaned into him. I've heard his heartbeat. I've felt his passion. I've heard him speak. I've heard his word. I've felt the way that he wants me to go. And you know what? It wasn't for me only. It wasn't that I just had this special knowledge. He has come to all mankind. He says he manifested this to all the world. He wants you. To, and you know what? In my own personal life, and I hope you've had it in your own personal life, he spoke to me. I've talked to the Lord. I talked to him this morning. I'm, I'm talking about him right now. I've, I've leaned into his bosom. I've heard his heartbeat. And he has given me a heart for the lost, a passion for the lost, a heart to share the gospel. What have you heard when you leaned in into that relationship? What do you hear? Whatever you hear, that's probably your godly gifting and calling that he has given you a passion for. Is it helps? Is it evangelism? Is it music? Is it teaching? What is the passion? What does the heart beating of God say in your life? It makes a difference in your life. Because John says this. He says, I've touched it. I've felt it. I've experienced. Therefore, I know. Therefore, I know. Now, it's very important to know him. It is very important to know him. This is what happens a lot of times. And uh, John's writing is all over the place. So guess what? Here I go. I'm going to be all over the place too. A lot of times this is what happens. We give our, we give our lives to Jesus Christ. 
He has saved me. The Bible says in, in chapter 2, verse 2, my little children, uh, 1 and 2, my little children, I write these things to you that you sin not. And if any man sins, he has an advocate. Uh, Jesus Christ is, is advocate on behalf of the Father. But he's also been our perpetuation. He's also took care of my sin. And not ours only, but the sins of the whole world. So a lot of times what happens is we give our life to Christ. He's taking care of our sin. Our eternity is secure. That we may know that we have eternal life. That's, that's where we have. But a lot, of, a lot of Christians, and we are Christians uh, at that point, at this point, and we stop right there. And we stop right there because we are cleansed from our sin and still deal with our sins. Cleansed from our sin by the cross, and but, not, but, but we still deal with our sins. And that's what we're going to talk about today. You know that this fellowship that we have, that John has, with him, he says this in verse chapter one, verse three. I'm uh, that which we've seen, that which I've had. I declare unto you that your fellowship with us and your and truly our fellowship is with the Father and His Son Jesus Christ. I write these things to you, verse four, that you may have your joy full, uh, that your joy may be full, that your joy may be full. You know what I realize in this? That not only do I need to have a fellowship with Him, that my fellowship with with my joy is dependent upon my fellowship with him but john says something else right here he says i write this so that because you're here so that tells me that not only is my joy perfected in his presence but because of your presence my joy is perfected that we are brought here together as a family and a fellowship of god we have fellowship with him Fellowship one another. So if we have fellowship with one another, if I need to have fellowship with you to make me have joy, I need you to, to, to complete the story of my life. I can't have a fullness of my life without each and every one that God brings into your life, good or bad. Some people you walk away from so that you know, so that your joy, may I get an amen. Some people I don't have in my life anymore so that my joy may be full. Uh, thank you, Lord, for giving me the gift of goodbye. Thank you, Lord, for giving me the gift to walk away. Thank you, Lord, that I don't have to be so burdened down that I can't say no. But I also thank you, Lord, for a fellowship so that my joy may be full. So that in you, that you were of us. John says it this way, that they were not of us, so they went away from us because if they had been of us, they had stayed with us. I thank you that you're of us so that you have fellowship with us, so that you stayed with us. Yeah. And I thank you for that. So I, I, and, and, but it ain't about being a, a member of us. It's about being a part of this. Amen. He Amen. says, I'd rather you be a son than a servant. Right. I'd rather you have a, a robe than, uh, than rules. I'd rather you have a ring than regulations. He didn't, the, the son, the prodigal son, y'all know the story, he didn't come back to be a servant. He came back to be a son. And that's what God wants for us. So this is fellowship within a fellowship. This is fellowship within a fellowship. I hope that I'm gleaning from a fellowship that you have with the Father. Because you know what? If, if I'm in a fellowship with the Father and you're in a fellowship with the Father, we're getting closer. We're getting closer. If I'm in fellowship with Father and you're not in fellowship with Father, I'm afraid we're growing apart. We see this in a marriage. This is how a marriage works. When the two become one, 
the more you understand each other, and there has to be a center point, there has to be a focus, and sadly it's on children uh, today or, or something, or on, or, or on, it puts the children here, but sadly, or, or more sadly, the selfishness, and they don't grow, but if you put Christ in the center, it grows together. So the fellowship has to be there with Him, and I hope that you have those in your priorities and, and I'm going to tell you, but there's another aspect of fellowship that we can't miss out on. Uh, as you've understood today, that me and Mary have been married 16 years. We've been married 16 years, and I, I know her pretty well. I mean, I, I really do. And I'm not as well as some, but I know her pretty well. I understand uh, what she's thinking. Sometimes, a lot of times, I can finish her sentences. I can I can even uh, do some things that uh, that where she don't even have to ask. I uh I know what to cook. I know what to clean. I know when I know when she's ill, and I know when she's good. I know how to uh, how to tiptoe around some subjects, and I know how to pamper her as well. Uh, I know what this look means, <laughs> you know. I, uh, and 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 then too, uh, I, I know this one too. Did you get the last Hershey bar out of the refrigerator <laughs> tucked behind her? <laughs> She'll do this, and then I'll smile. But it's a protective thing. That way I don't lie because liars go to hell. And that's right. It's great. So it's in Revelation, ain't it? That's right. So I don't lie about it. She's But I know the look, and I know to look out for that as well. And you know what? I've been with Amanda 16 years, but you know what? I've been with the Lord a little bit longer than that. And you know what? I know the look. I know to listen. I know when he says, Jim, did you, did you, really, did you really go there? Did you really do that? Did you really? I also know when he says, I'm proud of you, son. Yeah. I sure am thankful for you, son. That's what good fathers do, you know. That's what good relationships have. They also have the because I'm going to tell you what, what happens to a lot of uh, relationships is, is the one party don't feel appreciated, so they look at, for other sources to make them feel appreciated and you know what the enemy has them stationed everywhere throughout your life with a selfishness but not my father he says I appreciate you I thank you for being here I enjoy you I made you how about this one I love you how about this one in Ephesians I accept you I accept you can I have fellowship like John I accept you Based on the Son of my, on the Christ and the Son of God, I do, I do. And you don't have to wonder anymore. It's, you know what? It's as his relationship is as obvious as night and day. It's as obvious. As, can I be a part of this fellowship? Yes or no? With Him, He says, "Let your yeses be yes and your nays be nay." There's no gray area, no guesswork. Fellowship. And you know what? I trust Amanda. I trust her 100% with all that we do because I've known her for 16 years. I trust him with everything. It's a personal relationship. He knows me better than I know myself. I know him about this much. The more I know about him, the more I realize I don't know a lot about him. But the more I seek him, the more I find the more I hunger, the more I'm filled. And the more I thirst, the more I'm satisfied. Yes. And that's the way he does this thing. 
the more you, what we say in 23, all of me, he wants to give all himself to you. That's what he wants to do. I want you to seek me so that you have me. I want you to ask so that you can receive. I want you to knock and know so that you can know. Because you know what the relationship is? You know how I began to trust Amanda? It's because I spent a lot of time with her. Same way with him. But the difference with him and her is I'm not there putting them on a pedestal because she can let me down. She can fail me. She can disappoint me. But not him. But not him. It's actually the total opposite. I can let him down. I can fail. I can disappoint him. But his feelings toward me never change. The humanity in me might change my feelings. You know, it usually takes about 24 hours to get through that simmering process. But I usually find redemption and reconciliation the same place where I've lost it. With him. I like that it's in my darkest hour that I find the marvelous light. That I don't have to simmer to be saved. I don't have to do those things. Fellowship is wonderful with him, and I encourage you, get you a quiet time, get you a place, and enjoy your fellowship with the Lord. Because I'm going to tell you what, he, he enjoys yours. Let us make man in our life, image and likeness. Let us... Have someone walk in the cool of the day and enjoy fellowship with. And I'm going to tell you something else. I love what he's done in your life. That's why I enjoy fellowship with you guys. That's why we have so much in common. Because we serve the same God and the same Father. And he encourages me. I see so much in you. And I take so much from you. And it allows me to pour so much into you. Of the fellowship. But it don't come without a price. See, a lot of people go to the cross. They get a salvation. And they kind of stop there. And they see light and dark. Black and white. No gray. They see that. And they try to stay here. Mostly over here. And they and, they, and we battle. We battle. I'm not exempt. I'm telling you. I, hey, I, I, I can't avoid it either. I see it too. I acknowledge it too. I know there's darkness. I'm going to be the first one to tell you. I know that in this day and age that I don't wake up every morning in the marvelous light and not know that there's a dark area. And there's not a day that I goes by that I don't wake up in the dark area and can't see the marvelous light. As a Christian, he says, I want your fellowship. To be full. And I got freedom written down here. But I'm going to tell you something. Like something crazy happened to me after I got saved. That, I, that never happened to me before. I noticed this. It used to not bother me to walk down the dark side over here and hide from all of you guys and, and not tell you what I was doing in the 3 o'clock in the mornings and the shady times in my life. It used to not bother me what I was doing over here. And then I got saved. And you know what? I got to have a fellowship with Him. And then I realized I could see a little better than I thought I could. <laughs> and, 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 and then so I got to, got to want to stay over here a little bit so I could please Him. Like I could do anything. To, not by, by grace am I saved. Not by works. I got to want to stay over here, like Paul though, and found myself over here a bunch of times. That which I wanted to do, I couldn't do, didn't do, and should have done and didn't do. But I usually found 
Myself here. Oh, but thank God, brothers, that there is no condemnation because who will save me from this? Jesus Christ. So he says, you know what? So I, I, I get back over here. Thank God that it didn't come, that the fellowship is this way. He didn't say, boy, get back over here. He said, what are you doing over there? <laughs> Wouldn't like that. We, 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 put a, we put a really bad spin on this thing. Over there. It ain't like that. He says, what are you doing over there? And then John would say, well, if we say, we're, if we, say we walk in the light and we're over here, it don't mean you're weak. It don't mean you're not saved. Now, this is, this is John's words. It means you're lying. Oh, I'm not walking in the darkness. Lord, that sounds like Grayson. I didn't know that. Sounds like me. I didn't eat the earthy bar. <laughs> See what I'm saying? Freedom. Freedom. Because I have freedom to walk over here now that I'm saved. What do you tell Abraham? Go from this country and everything that you set your foot to, you can have. And he says, everything, Lord? And he says, everything. And the Bible says Abraham rejoiced to see his day. He looked at Abraham and he said, everything you walk in, everything that your eyes can see from the north, the south, the east and the west, you can have. You can walk in it. Abraham goes to walking. Same way with the children of Israel. You know why Israel's as small as it is? Because they quit walking. Go into this land and conquer it all. They went in and conquered a little bit of it and sat down. You know why your territory is so small and your reach is so small and your impact is so small? Maybe you quit walking. Maybe we've, maybe we've thought we could only walk in this area of our life. Maybe we're only walking in this area of your life. You know what? You've got the freedom to rock in here. You're saved. You're a Christian. I ain't saying you go in there and you get saved and you go out here and live like the devil. I'm saying we all struggle with light and darkness. We all struggle with that. And he says, that's what he says right here. He's, he's plain as day. It's, it's black, and, black and white. It's the same thing. He says, uh, this is the message that you've heard of me, that God is light, verse 6, 5, and that in him there's no darkness of all at all. But if we say we have fellowship with Him and we walk in darkness, we lie and the truth is not in us. He didn't say He wasn't saved. He didn't say that uh, you're backslidden, dying and going to hell. Not only are you going to hell, you're going to belly flop in there, roast and burn for the rest of your life. He didn't say that. He just said if you catch, if I catch you over here in the darkness, it don't mean that you're not saved or a Christian. It means that you're, that you're in a dark place and that you're lying. Especially if you say, I'm not, Lord. I'm doing everything you told me to do. I'm not. That's what He says. Verse 6, if we say we have fellowship with Him, walk in darkness, we lie, and the truth is not in us. But if we'll walk in the light, we have fellowship one with another, then the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses us from all sin. Amen. How much is all? I looked it up. All, it says everything, 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 <laughs> everything, to the 100th extent. All encompassing, everything. That's what it means. So guess what the blood gives us? It gives us freedom. It gives us freedom. Freedom to do what? Freedom to walk down into the darkness and into the light. 
That's what it gives us the freedom to do. Fellowship, because I'm going to tell you, I need to know where to go, what to say, what to do. If I'm truly going to make it through this life with, with the best possible outcome of my eternal security, my physical fitness, my financial well-being, my kids taken care of, my mental state, every state about me is in his hands. So if it's in his hands, for in him I live, move, and have my being, I might ought to ask him which way I need to handle this, which financial decisions I need to make, which decisions I need to make with schools, with kids, and with careers, because I'm going to tell you, this fellowship don't only work in my Christianity, it makes houses, uh, homes, it makes spouses, marriages, it makes jobs, careers, it makes kids, young uh, ladies and young men, it makes your next pastors, deacons, Sunday school teachers, and worship leaders. Just this fellowship ain't just so that we can have some lovey-dovey feeling on the front pew and say, oh, I thank you that I know him and that I, it ain't about me knowing him. It's about, and you, it ain't about you knowing me. It's about you knowing him and what to do in your life. Amen. There's a lot at stake right here. And it goes way farther than me. 16 years of marriage is based on him, not me and her. We couldn't get along that good. We got along that good. We got along. So there's freedom in that. And of course the blood cleanses us. Now it cleanses us from the state of sin. My sins are forgiven as far as how much? The east is from the west. This wide. This is how much. This is all. This is how much that he cleanses. He cleanses everything. Everything. He cleanses. We're going to talk about that uh, next week a little farther about what the blood does. And it says that, you know, and in verse uh, uh, 8, if we say we don't have sin or that we don't sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, I'm not talking about to me. This has nothing to do with confessing your sins. This has something to do pray for me. He's talking about confess your sins to him. He is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. But if we say we have not sinned, we make him a liar. And his word is not in us. His word is not in us. So what do we do while we walk this path? And I'm closing with this. And what do we do when we walk this path? How do we, how do we navigate through these dark times and through these light times? And he gave me, he shared two things with me this, this week is what he shared with me. And, um, and look, uh, yeah, I'll just do that. I'll talk about it in just a second. This is what he showed me. That in our lives, we are going to come across these times in our lives to where we, we find ourselves in a dark place, we find ourselves in a light place. God is in the light. God is in the light. He is the light. And in him there's no darkness at all. There's no shadow, no variance of turning. For he don't change. He's in the light. He's the light. He's the light of the world. Light of men. In him is the light of men. And Jeff finds himself in a dark place. So what does he do? Well, he notices the light. He finds the light and he kind of gets back to the light. And of course, I say, Lord, I'm sorry. I forgive me. And he says, it's okay, son. I understand. I understand. Let's, let's get that walk better. Yes, yes, Father. Thank you. Yeah. And then sometimes I find myself this way. If I'm walking in the light and he wants me to do something, you know what? I have a bad habit of doing. I get it. Yeah, oh yeah, I, I got this. Listen, you stay right here and you take care of this and you, I know you got my back and I turn and I go and I begin to try to do things on my own 
and in my own strength and on my own power. And what happens is, is if the light's behind me, a shadow's cast, and I begin to walk in the darkness because I got ahead of him. I got in front of him. And I'm going to tell you what, it's, it's not... The, it's not him. It's not me. That ain't the way it goes. It's me following after him. Follow after me. Follow me. I will make you. Follow me. I will make you. Follow me. And I say, oh no. The battle is not mine is yours. I, I got this. And I'll turn and I'll approach a situation and the lights behind me, it casts a shadow and I find myself in a dark place. And that's the, way, that's the way a lot of that happens. And we find ourselves in a dark place, walking in the light, ending up in a dark place. And the Bible, or the Bible, or the Bible teaches, Jesus teaches this, if you find yourself in a dark place, if you find yourself in a place where you don't feel like God's moving, God's not working, God's not liking, God's not doing something here, you know what, I, this, and, this, and we make it so hard, but it's just as simple as this. Now the darkness. Verse two, verse eight says this. Again, this new commandment that I write you. Now your darkness is past, is behind you. We make it hard. Well, you got to do this, do this, do that, do that because you've been over here too long. And you know what the Lord says? Repent. Turn one hundred eighty degrees. Guess what? You now, the darkness is behind you, and you're again. Walking in the light as he is in the light, having fellowship one another with one another. It's that easy. It's that easy. It's as easy to get into the light as it is to get into the darkness. Don't think that your flesh has control over it. And that's what he says. 2.8, and again, a new commandment I write unto you. Which thing is true in him and in you, because darkness is now behind you, the true light now shines. But, he showed me, that. guess he showed me three things. One, I can come back over here and say, Lord, I'm sorry, and he forgives me, and I, and I say, thank you, Lord. Two, that I can outrun him, <laughs> or just like in my salvation experience, when I wasn't saved, and he said, Jeff, do you need me as your Lord and Savior? And I repented of my sins and said, Yes. And begin to walk in light instead of darkness. How wonderful is that? Thank you, God. That it's that easy. And the third thing that he showed me this week was that you can be over here. The Bible says that when Jesus come up out of the water, the dove ascended on him and the Spirit drove him into the wilderness so he would be tempted 40 days and 40 nights. He told Abraham, you walk in a freeness and a newness of life like ain't nobody ever seen. He told the children of Israel, you walk into the promised land and you take that which is... He tells us that we can walk in something that is greater than in and of ourselves. For in, I am, and he is in me. I am walking with signs and wondering. I am walking in a newness. I am walking not with the Spirit on me, but in the Spirit in me. I am in Christ and in him I have these... I am all things and he's all things through me. You know what Jesus does? He don't want you over here going, I got you. I got you. I got you. That's not freedom. That's not freedom. Staying away from the dark. Sometimes, you know what he does? He leads you into the dark place. 
And as soon as you step over, go ahead, Larry. What he does is, for you know what you are? You are the light of men. And in you is that light. And he puts that light in you because the world loves darkness. But sometimes he brings you, you know what, if he didn't bring you to some dark places in your life, you couldn't eliminate him and illuminate him in your life. You got he, you know what? He don't want you living with your enemy. He wants you overcoming your enemy. He don't want you, he ain't scared of the dark. He ain't, he ain't scared of the dark at all. And we shouldn't be either. And we shouldn't be either. You know what I've realized in my walk with the Lord? I don't live with an enemy. He lives with me. I don't put up with him. He's got to put up with me. For I'm stronger through Christ than my enemy is. He's greater in me than he is in the world. So if you don't know Jesus, as Chris comes and Marie comes, if you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, it's as simple as turning from the darkness to the light. It's that simple. And it's just as real. I've heard him, felt him, seen him, touched him. And I, it, it, that that you feel tugging your heart to be saved, to serve, to, to be a member here, whatever he's called, or just to be a, a part of what he's doing outside these walls, that's what John's talking about. That's the fellowship. That's the pulling. That's the drawing. That's what he's doing. The Holy Spirit. No man comes to the Father lest he be drawn. He's got to be, you're drawn into everything that you do. Your salvation, your gifting, and your community. I pray that that fellowship does that. It's just that easy to repent and turn to the light. I pray that if he's bringing you to a dark place, that you bring that light. We are reflections of our Savior. We are reflecting the true light. For in him was the light and the light of men. But he says, you are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. Don't hide under a bushel. Take it to the world. How's the Lord dealing with you today? How He's touching you? As we stand, how's He, how's he moving in your life? yourself in a dark place again but if you say Lord will you fix it to stay over here in the marvelous light and forget about the dark places because you know what he took you just as you are you didn't qualify you didn't have to take a test you, you didn't have to you, 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 know, you, you were accepted on the basis of Jesus Christ and so I thank you Lord that I can come 
where I'm at whenever you draw me and how I am to the throne room of grace and find help in a time of need.